0: Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 366, Tetris, The Games People Play, by Box Brown. My name is Eric. I am Jason Howdy. What's up? Nothing. Yeah? Yep. Nothing? Nothing. (laughs) Alright. That's a good thing. (laughs) Kind of. Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, You know, after the last couple months I've had, it's... Definitely a good thing Yeah, there yeah. is nothing up here. Oh, today's been a good day. <clears throat> a good chill day. Yeah, yeah. It's been all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did some comic shopping. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's that always is. fun. I, I love comic shopping. Uh, I don't like the actual paying for it part of it, but, you know, like the act of doing it right. up till yeah. that point is, is pretty <laughs> great. That's why you have to weigh, you have to weigh that what you're shopping for is worth the pain that's going to come with purchasing it right i will say this i went to uh went to a, a store here that, that that is not your store uh mm-hmm. where they have a a uh well they they used to have a very big uh, basement full of just dollar books uh now they only have about half of this at that size of dollar books but uh uh you know, I got there and I was the only person there, and about five minutes later, like a guy, like, came in and he started looking through books. And, yeah. uh, oh. no, it, it's not bad. Okay. Uh, like at one point, like, I kind of, like, went near him and, like, he had, like, a, a pile, like, sitting on top of a long box. And he was like, Oh, do you need me to move these? And I was like, No, I'm fine. Yeah. So like, I was just looking around. I was still trying to figure out what exactly I was looking for when my, you know, the goal that I went there, uh, for, uh, i it didn't exist. Quickly dashed, yeah. yeah so, so I was just browsing for the most part. Uh, so, you know, so this guy was, you know, both of us just minding our own business. Uh, but like I said, he came in about five, ten minutes after I had already been there for a while. Uh, and he left long before I did. Uh but just before he did, like the owner or manager or whatever of the store, like came downstairs and like talked directly to that guy. He was like, Hey, did you find everything you're looking for? He was like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm just I'm kinda counting what I got and uh again, these are books. And uh he was like, yeah, I think I got about ninety nine and uh the guy was like, Oh, do you want me to get you a box so you can carry? He's like, Yeah, that'd be great. And then like Guy came back down with a box, he put them all in, and he left. Huh. Nine dollars. He was only there for like twenty minutes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what he got. Did you see what he grabbed? No. Uh, he grabbed. Say so, what well, I said oh, at the beginning. Because I thought you were gonna say he he grabbed all the Captain Victory. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was looking for, but <laughs> they didn't have any at all. Uh, no, because the way the room is set up is uh like it's got. Like, there's an alphabet, it's sort of alphabetical, like, there's A through Z normally, and then there's a couple rows where they have them split up by, like, characters or, like, popular franchises. So, like, mm-hmm. it goes A through Z, and then, like, Batman, Conan, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That makes sense. Right. And then, uh, and then they have a section of, like, stuff that they just recently got in, and it's all completely unorganized. Uh, the guy looked only through those. Oh wow! So maybe he was just looking for new stock for his store. Or maybe it could be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Curious. Very curious. Uh, yeah. I need to go back there. It's been a long time since I've seen their dollar stuff. They got some good stuff. Yeah. Mm. They've got a lot of stuff that I've already been through multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm looking forward to... There's a show at the end of the month that I always uh, usually find some good cheap reads. Yeah. Well, so, I was debating whether I wanted to actually go to that or not, but uh, I'll probably wind up going, Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Comics, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah, we were just talking about that before we started... I said something about, I said, if comics had never existed, what would we be doing with our lives? Because, (laughs) like, like we read comics, we review them, we draw them. Like, pretty much 80% of our lives revolve around comics. Yeah. And what would would it be, figure skating, or what would we be into? Drugs. Drugs, yeah. Yeah. Drugs and crime. Yeah. Wow, they've saved us. (laughs) That would be, yeah, that would be a strange world. Yeah. I guess I probably would actually just read regular books. I would too, but, <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, we'd read regular books and we'd, like, go visit art museums. Like, if only somehow we <laughs> could, like, mix these words and pictures in a glorious <laughs> art form, but that's never going to happen.
1: <laughs> that would
0: be, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. Let's, let's not imagine that scary world. Anyway. No, no, yeah, I don't yeah, like it. I it makes like me it feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it's like a Twilight Zone episode. It really is. Like yeah. I like I said, I think I would just be milling around, feeling like something's missing, but you couldn't quite put your finger on it. Right. It's terrible. Yes, right? is All right. But, but but this world does have comics. It like, does, like the ones by Mister Box Brown, indeed. Uh, yeah, so, so this is our, our second Box Brown comic that we've read. It is, yeah. Uh, previously he did the, uh, Andre the Giant book. I don't remember if it had a different title other than just Andre the Giant. I think it was Andre, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, then, yeah, we found out that he was doing a, a book about the, the invention of Tetris. And uh, that is a cross section of things that I have great interest in. Right? Yeah. Wrestling and Tetris. No. Uh, comics and oh. Tetris. Oh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, so comics about Tetris, right? Right. But by a guy who wrote something that I enjoyed a lot about a subject that I honestly could have given a fuck about about the wrestling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I definitely grew up into wrestling and I also grew up into Tetris. So I think this box brown guy might, might be onto something. Right. He might be tapping into my childhood, except for his newest book is actually about Andy Kaufman. Okay. Which, um, like, I, you know, sure, he was, he was good, but he was no Tetris. you your mileage may vary. <laughs> Say what? I said your mileage may vary. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, uh, Andy Kaufman, but I think Andy I, Kaufman's fascinating. Yeah. And I enjoy the show the show Taxi. Yeah, right. So that is pretty <laughs> much it for me and Andy Kaufman. Yeah. yeah, I I'm not as interested in reading a book about Andy Kaufman, right. but he's but Box Brown is a good enough comic storyteller that yeah. maybe maybe I will check it out. That said there was a movie about Andy Kaufman and now currently a documentary on Netflix about Andy Kaufman. I feel like that's territory that's pretty well-trod at this point. Yeah, right. But, you know, hey, you do you, Box Brown. But uh, I know Andy Kaufman had a lot of overlap with the world of wrestling and with Box Brown's interest in wrestling. Maybe maybe he focuses more on that? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But this is about Tetris. This is yes. Um, Did you used to play Tetris when you were a kid? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoilers for the book. Uh, I got a Game Boy, which came with a copy of Tetris. (laughs) Yeah. God, how old were Game Boy was like? Game Boy was like late eighties. Yeah. So we would have been like 12-ish, 11, something like that. So, somewhere in there, yeah. Like, I'm trying to remember when I got my Nintendo, and I would say that was probably 90, 89, 90. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would have had to have gotten a Game Boy, like, at least a year after that. Okay. So. I never had a Game Boy, so I didn't know that it came with Tetris until I read this book. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And also me just spoiling it for you. Yeah. Well, I luckily I had actually read this book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't happen. <laughs> one time out of 366 <laughs> episodes, I didn't read the fucking book. But it was not my fault. It was Brian Polito's fault. <laughs> he made one of the shittiest comics I've ever read. <laughs> or never read. Yeah. However you want to look at it. Uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, uh, Tetris came with the Game Boy, and, uh, and, um, it's fucking addictive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, they, so, how did you have Tetris? We had it on NES. Okay. And I played it at the arcade, too. Okay. But, mostly NES, yeah. So, that's, to me, something that I find weird. Like, I'm sure I saw Tetris at an arcade, mm-hmm. but, like, it would never occur to me to play Tetris at an arcade. Right. There's, like, the next one over is, like, <laughs> monsters climbing buildings, knocking them down, right, or, like, yeah. and one on the other side's guys with machine guns and, like, girls in, like, skimpy clothing <laughs> kickboxing you. and Right. And, and then the one in the middle is, like, rectangles falling from the sky. Right. And, again, uh, like, I love Tetris, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah, like, I just could not imagine going to, like, you know, at least w- when our kids, when we were kids... Yeah, you know, crowded arcades, like, full of noise, and just, yeah, playing this puzzle game. Yeah. And it does seem weird. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's, you know, it's probably, I mean, obviously, we, we know the story because this goes into it, but I'd say the target audience isn't, like, trying to, you know, to, to latch on the kids, because right. cause they do want just the loudest, most explosive, shiny thing. Sure. yeah, Generally. Yeah. Not always, but... Uh, yeah, so, so, um, <clears throat> no, yeah, like, like, you know, I was, I was super into Tetris, and, and I think, like, even to the point, like, I had other Game Boy games, but, like, Tetris was always the one that, like, I kept, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, even to the point where, like, you know, my Game Boy just stopped working, you know, like, like, I was always trying to play Tetris every once in a while, you know, at least. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but... That's the only format in which I ever played Tetris. Really? On, yeah. Game, on Game Boy? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then, like, whenever... Like, I would occasionally, like, you know, when I got a PlayStation and then now I have a PS3, you know, I'm thinking, I should find Tetris or whatever. Uh, like, on my launch breaks at work, like, I think I downloaded, like, a Tetris kind of thing to right. play. Yeah. <laughs> and... Apparently it had many knockoffs. Yes. So I actually have one of those on my PlayStation. Uh my my current my oh, PS3. Yeah. Uh that I bought for like three dollars from the PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation store. Uh you know, and it is a knockoff. It is called Tetraminos. <laughs> uh <clears throat> It, I mean, it's the same, it's the blocks, it's the, they're, they're falling, you position them, etc. Uh, but like the background, like screen is like, like a construction site. Oh, weird. And it's got like weird smooth jazz <laughs> as the music, which is actually to me the most offensive part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because while reading this book, like, I had the Tetris theme <laughs> running through my head the entire time. Did you listen to it on YouTube while you read? I did not. Uh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um I haven't either. Have yeah. And so, so, yeah, the uh, the knockoff Tetris that I have for my PlayStation uh, does not have that theme music, and that to me is like <laughs> the worst part of it. <laughs> <All> right? Uh. <laughs> And I wish there was an official Tetris that I could download or play or whatever. I'm sure there is probably for the phone now. I know there is because, spoiler, this book re-inspired me to download and play Tetris for the first time in like 15 years. Right. So it is on my phone and I've been playing it on my phone. Nice. Is it classic Tetris? Okay, it's perfect other than... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything I remember other than... It does this thing where, when a piece appears at the top and it's about to start dropping, Mm -hmm. um, like all the way, like completely down at the bottom of the screen, directly under that piece, is a like grayed out shadow that shows where it's going to land. Okay. And anytime you move it, it shows that shadow. Yeah. I don't remember it doing that, but if it did do it, I forgot that it used to do that. But it it bothers me because. Like, I see this piece, like, already in place, like, on my, you know, right. landscape. Okay. And, and like, I'm like, oh, I can't move it there, and then I start moving my piece, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's not the piece, that was the shadow of the piece that's falling. And, like, it keeps doing that to me, and I'm like, I wish it didn't have the shadow. Okay, so my knockoff version has that as well. Okay. I find it super useful. Really? Yeah. You like the shadow. I do. I, I like being able to see, like, how it's going to fit, huh. rather than just thinking it because I also have bad vision. Okay. And uh that's a thing that always got me on uh on the old gray, you know, Game Boy right. Tetris was that like I would think I'm lining it up. But somewhere. it would be one off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had that happen before, but to me that was one of the potholes in the game. Sure. Like sure. I, I like that. And it yeah, it confuses me more than it helps so, me, yeah. I think. Did you have to pay for the app I did not. Nope. But there are ads though. Okay. But it just shows an ad before you start playing. Okay. So it's not, not like not in the middle of the no, no, Okay. Yeah. Cuz I've got a couple of games on my phone that like there's always like a banner ad. And oh, that would be yeah. Fucking obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. I think you can pay like a dollar and get a Tetris that's I not, would totally pay yeah. for Tetris. Yeah. yeah. And it might be $2 or yeah. whatever, but but I was like, "Oh, this one's free. That's fun." Cuz uh yeah, like like I decided that I wanted to play Tetris like while reading this book mm-hmm. and, and so I've been playing like the last couple of days. And yeah, so, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, yes, yeah, so Greg. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's part of what this book is about. Yeah. It's about sort of what it taps into into the human brain that that makes it so fun and and so addictive and so widely accepted. Yeah. And, Because, I mean, they point out in the book, too, or he points out in the book that, you know, like, when it came out, like, even people who normally didn't give a shit about video games, like, were suddenly, like, obsessed with playing Tetris. Yeah, like he said, I think he even said, like, his grandmother (laughs) was really into Tetris when he was a kid. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this book. And she was like, yeah, like, I got a, Ted- a Game Boy, like, one year for Christmas, and then uh, my mom took it from me and wouldn't stop playing it for, like, six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is it is a special kind of game, because, yeah, I'm, like, as you know, I'm not much of a gamer. I used to play a lot of video games when I was younger, but um, the last 20 years, you know, I could probably count the number of hours on one hand that I've played video games, right. and most of it has been Tetris, right. because... It's, like, one of the only games I go back to and, like, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, that's that's an angle that's talked about in this book, mm-hmm. you know, just just that aspect of it, but also about the, uh, you know... Because I would say, I mean, this isn't really broken up into chapters, but, you know, like, the first couple pages are, are seemingly about, you know, just... The human experience with games and yeah, puzzles. Which, which is interesting. It's I'd, very interesting. Yeah, because yeah, he kind of talks about how in olden times there was the competitors who were really serious and just wanted to compete, and they had to for survival. Right. And there was the players who were, <clears throat> you know, basically children who liked to play. Right. And he said it was artists who kind of bridged those two um, perspectives together to have playful competition, right. to make, to make games. And he, he kind of talks about how games are an art form, which I never really thought of it that way, but I didn't, I didn't actively think games weren't art. Right. I just thought games were, you know, like, uh, games and puzzles. But I mean, I guess there definitely is an art to, I mean, clearly there's an art to like designing characters for a game. But I mean, as far as just designing a game is, is an art, you yeah. know. I, I, you know. Definitely think that's that's entirely valid, and, and yeah, it's not something I think you think about much, but it's definitely something that I never would contest. Right? Yeah, because there are definitely people in the world who you know look at a video game and say, "Well, that's not art because it's a video game." Right? right. You know, and just fucking okay. people play video games. You yeah, dumb people and children. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, but Frogger ain't no Starry Night. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. You know, probably more work went into Frogger than, you know, Van Gogh did with <laughs> yeah, Starry. Right? Of, you know, yeah, <laughs> Van Gogh just had a bunch of wine and was like, oh, it spilled, <laughs> spilled some circles of paint. <laughs> uh, so what I'm saying is the creator of Frogger better than Van Gogh. That's the only lesson you can take away from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but fact, if you... When we get done here tonight, I am burning my uh, Starry Night poster. You're <laughs> but you're going to keep the original because you've at the original yeah, in the other uh, room, uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm framing my copy of Frogger. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> gonna take take that original Star Night out of its frame and put your Atari 2600 Frogger cartridge in there. <laughs> it's funny because when I downloaded Tetris, the same like Play Store I was like, you might also like Frogger and Donkey Kong. I was like, well, yeah, I will. <laughs> and so I downloaded Frogger and Donkey Kong too. Or Donkey Kong 1, just, you know, well, yeah, also. Sure. And then I played, like, a game of Frogger, and I was like, oh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. And then, so, I, I deleted that one after, like, a minute of owning it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think it was really cool with the arcade because the graphics were kind of neat. Right. But, like, the actual game is just pretty terrible. Yeah, like, I was never a fan of Frogger. No. Yeah. Uh, like, waiting for the right logs to pass in yeah, order is yeah. just like, shoot. And, uh... Yeah. You know, played Donkey Kong fairly recently cuz cuz our, our our sister store the the Game Swap, yeah, you know, has a pretty big arcade yeah. for for what it is. Yeah. I've played their Donkey Kong. They they have Donkey Kong and I am terrible at it. Yeah, I'm really bad at it too. Yeah. Uh and and uh, also thanks to Box Brown, I now know what Donkey Kong really is. I know, right? <laughs> it's uh was it like Gorilla crime or something? <laughs> You're thinking of Gorilla Grodd? Uh, uh, no, it's a stubborn gorilla. Stubborn gorilla, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked his pitch. He was like, "It's about a carpenter who owns a gorilla, and his gorilla escapes and steals his girlfriend." And this that guy. was so much more backstory than I ever knew about. Right? <laughs> I've been playing that game for 35 years, and I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was Mario's uh, gorilla. I, I didn't know he owned that. Yeah, I thought it was just like... Yeah, I thought this gorilla snatched his lady. Right? It's his own fucking gorilla. <laughs> how, how Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the hammer and the barrels represent, I wonder? His uh, balls? Yeah. His cock and balls? Uh-huh, yep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, GameSwap also has a Tetris machine that has been out of order for, like, I think all but, like, the first 30 seconds they end up, <laughs> it, it's had an out-of-order sticker on it. Right. And I, I, I've always been like, ah, have you never fixed the Tetris machine? say, like, no, not yet. Slackers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think I would play Tetris uh, in a stand-up arcade. Really? Though. Yeah. Mm. I... I like, to me, Tetris is, okay, sitting in a recliner, quiet, you know. It's like I have a few minutes before I have to do this thing. Right, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be playing mine next time I get an oil change or right? something. Yeah. Forget taking my sketchbook and, you know, having some sort of productivity. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, with my phone, you know, like like I use it as a sketchbook, but, mm-hmm. you know, I put Tetris on there and you f- fucking forget that I ever have a pen on <laughs> <that> there Right? <laughs> but yeah, so, so this book, uh, so it, it details basically the invention and marketing of Tetris, Mm -hmm. you know, as a thing and just sort of the drama of, you know, how it came to be and how it came to, to, to be, uh a cultural phenomenon that, that's, you know, in our hands now. It's a much crazier story than I ever would have guessed. Oh, yes. Guessed. Uh, I will, I'm going to spoil the book, and, and you're going to think it's weird that, you know, I'm going to give a spoiler warning, um, because it's just a book about a game that was invented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not like there's twists and turns, and, and there are throughout... the you know the negotiating of, of trying to get it out there uh, but like halfway through I was just like I kind of feel like I see where this is going and I was like somebody's getting fucked yeah like like by the end of this somebody is just royally screwed right and and the person that I thought it was going to be kind of doesn't right like like does. Like, like he's kind of fucked, <laughs> right? But, but still winds up okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, in in fact, like the person that doesn't wind up okay is not the person I thought would have been involved in much of this. Stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which does make this really interesting. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. It gets dark. Yeah. It gets super dark. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yay, it's a fun Tetris book (laughs) with suicide and horrible negotiations and (laughs) terrible things. Um, Uh, I mean, it is kind of one of those things that are like, like learning about... All right. So, I think we both can agree the one downside about this book is the many foreign names. Yeah, there's a lot of characters, and they all have... At least, like, they... He does a good thing where it's not really chapter breaks, <clears throat> but like between scenes, he usually has a black page with a couple um, key profiles, right? right? And like here, there's a character that's going to be prominent, right? And so like often, I found myself flipping back ten or twelve pages to like re-familiarize um, myself with the name and face of of someone who's in a scene I'm reading, right? Uh, but <clears throat> lots of Russian names, lots of Japanese names, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, two American names that yeah. were pretty memorable, <laughs> right? Like, Robert Stein and, uh, Hank Reynolds or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but... <clears throat> so, Alexei Pajitnov is the inventor of Chetters. Yeah, and it still has his name on... Like, I looked on the one I downloaded for my phone, it still nice. has his name on there. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh... So, So, he... It's weird... Like he is like the key figure to all this because he invented the game. Uh, yet most of the story, he plays sort of a secondary role. Yeah, he's kind of in the background. Yeah. Uh, and and like like as the story progresses and just how out of the loop he winds up being kept from everything, like like it almost is comical in a sense. It is. It's surreal because. <laughs> so yeah he'll it's like a scene will start and alexi is like oh i got this message from this guy and then like you know the ball starts rolling momentum starts going the scene starts building and you know like it flashes over to the united states or to japan or something and there's all this craziness happens and then you don't notice but like 30 pages later it goes back to alexi and he's just like smoking a cigarette outside of the uh (laughs) science (laughs) academy where he works and you're like oh yeah he's He's not been around for any of this. Yeah, Like, yeah. He, he just got a letter about it. Like, 30 pages ago. And then, like, it's all this crazy shit is just happening because of the game he invented. And he's, like, not even privy to most of it because, you know, this is the 80s. It's not like he's being texted right. information or anything. And also, he lives in communist Russia. Yeah. Which, you know, the basically the, the government controlled many aspects of his life. Oh, yeah. And, and he was only allowed, you know, knowledge or, or, you know, uh, you know, just certain aspects of everything that was happening, uh, which is crazy when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a foreign concept <clears throat> to me that he, like, he made this game just to entertain himself and his coworkers. Right. And it wasn't even, like, something that entered his mind that he could sell this because, um, his country would. Taken possession of it right. to sell it or, you know, because he couldn't profit from it or something. Right. But, um, yeah, right. so his motivation was 100% just he wanted to entertain himself and his friends and right. coworkers. And this is one of those things where, like, had he been American, this would have ended up him being fucked and, like, homeless and unemployed by the end of it.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably.
0: And just bitter and, and angry. But it's weird, but because of, like, all the restrictions that he basically had placed on him just for living where he was living at the time, uh, like, he almost comes out of this whole thing, like, with the most positive <laughs> attitude. Right. Because every aspect of it is just, like, I would never have thought that this would happen. Yeah, right, yeah. Because, like, the entire thing was just, like... This is a game for everybody. It's not mine do own and sell. Right, but, but just, like, you know, like, like the government, like, basically keeping him, you know, separated from, like, every business aspect of the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all shrouded in these mysterious legal meetings inside their, their, you know, their government buildings where Alexei's not invited to. Right. And so, like, he just sort of comes out of it, it was like, you know... Okay, yeah, it was like I just wanted people to play my game, yeah. right? So, so you're saying communism works? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It, it like doesn't make you a money-hungry consumerist whore? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I would have thought? I mean, certainly there probably was, right? And I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. something. I don't maybe. know. It's, it's so weird because it's, it's it's yeah, it's hard for us who uh, like we grew up, especially when we grew up was in like the height of commercialism in the in America. Like right. the '80s was all about. Oh, it still is. Yeah, still but right? I mean, but I mean, that's when it was like everything was so gaudy and oh, ridiculous it, and it still is manufactured. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was like basically from a very early age, like. That's what we saw, and, like, that's how the world worked to us. So, like, thinking about his perspective is so alien to, you know, what we are familiar with. Right. And also for us, you know, like, when we were kids, you know, Russia and commies were, like, the boogeyman. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so... And hell, they they might be now. (laughs) Who knows, (laughs) but... I, I'm i more scared about people inside of our own country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a poor subject to, to touch on real quick. <laughs> but, uh... uh but no, you know, like, when we were growing up, like, like that was a thing. Like, every bad guy in every action movie was, like, oh, know, yeah. Russian or Akami. Sure, know? yeah. And, uh, like, even up until the 90s, like, that was still a thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and so... For me, at least, looking at this book, like, with that perspective, you know, and just saying that these are just people. yeah, You know, right. who just, you know... I don't know how unfortunate the circumstances of their existence were but you know i mean alexey had a job yeah. and, you know, he had a house mm-hmm. you know and it was just you know sort of a fluke that he you know just happened to create this thing yeah. that took over the fucking world oh yeah it was <laughs> like it was like this mysterious puzzle game that everyone was just enamored with and we kind of talked about it earlier they they go into the science behind it is is he says um I guess it's like, it's basically like a, a task oriented and reward oriented, um, mindset where you're constantly presented with a problem, which is a new piece, um, of this, this puzzle. And then when you put it into place, the stress of having this problem is immediately gone. And then there's immediately a new task. And it's like this constant, like, pleasure reward thing where you're like, Oh no. Here's a problem. Oh, sweet, I fixed it. Oh no, here's a problem. Which basically is how my life works every day, anyway. (laughs) But, but I I see how that is like an ingenious simplicity um, to to base your game on because you're constantly, and like by constantly, I mean like every fucking two seconds or whatever, you're presented with a new problem and a and a new reward or. I guess you're not always rewarded if you place that thing in the wrong spot. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. I hate it when you're, like, off that one or whatever. Yeah. But usually there's a way that, that it all works out. Like, it just takes a little while longer. Yeah. 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 And, and it is such a simple game. <sighs> it, it, like, it's ridiculous. And that it's still so engrossing and engaging, you know, it is definitely a testament to, to, you know, Alexi's, you know, Genius. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he said he kind of based it on, um, an old, like, was it was an old Russian game or an old. Yeah, um. Yeah. It's, uh, just a puzzle, you know. Puzzle game. I forget uh, what it was called. I think it was, uh, something um, you know, Aminos. Petrominos Or. I forget. I'll kind of look for it, but. Like, his, uh, well, his original name for Tetris was Tetraminos. Tetraminos, yeah. Uh, which is the name of the knockoff that I have on my (laughs) PS3. Uh, and it's, like, the original version of the puzzle game had five squares. Uh, you know, Tetris has four. Right. And and that's how everything is organized. Uh, but, yeah, that's, Apparently Tetraminos means four. Yeah. yeah. Four or Tetris four, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well but yeah, so he talks about how like where were we going with that? I'm sorry, I got I got kinda lost. I was slipping through the book trying to find the name uh, of it and I can't find it. We're dumb. Yeah. yeah. But but you know, the, the book also goes into sort of the history of of Nintendo as well. Oh yeah. which of course is a major player in the story. Uh, an Atari... They don't go so much into the Atari stuff, but... Pentaminos. Pentaminos, yeah. Or Pentaminos. Pentaminos, possibly. Yeah. Uh, is the, uh, original uh, puzzle game. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there's just a lot of interesting information, and, and while some of it is hard to... keep up with and remember every aspect of right. it. Uh... You know, again, because... Cause Ninety percent of the the characters within the story are all you know from Russia or Japan. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of unfamiliar names. Right. Uh, it is compelling though. Oh, it's cool. very compelling. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is a super quick read mm-hmm. for being. It's over 200 pages, but yeah, yeah it's a really quick read. Uh, and, and it's fascinating. And like, like I said, you know, like I seriously like halfway through, I was just like, oh man, poor he is, like just going to get screwed right. in the worst way. And, like, he basically, it winds up, he never really gets paid.
1: For Tetris, for right. For Tetris. Yeah. Uh,
0: everybody else makes millions mm-hmm. off of it, and, and he doesn't really see any of that, but he still winds up okay. And he seems cool with that. Which, yeah. Which is, I mean, I mean, he's not like... Glad that they're making all this money off his game. No, yeah, like, he makes jokes about, like, well, hey, it would have been nice to have gotten paid. Yeah, But it's not, like, a bitter... But he's, he's just not presented as a bitter thing. Right, not at all. He's just stoked that people are playing this game he made. Right. And people love it, and they're entertained by it. And <sighs> like you can you imagine? I can't. Like, I literally cannot <laughs> imagine what it's like just to create, like, a piece of art, you know, like, like for us you know like like to create a piece of art just for the joy of it's like i mean we do like oh sure you know, yeah but but you know we we both also produce things that we try to sell mm-hmm. you know and, and for me anyway there's like an aspect of it where like man i really want that thing to sell and i really want to make the money off of that thing that i made uh and you know 90 people can look at it and tell me that, oh, hey, that looks great, and walk away. Right. I'm fucking pissed right. when that happens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I could not just shrug that off and say, well, at least I made that thing. Right. I can't do that. I cannot be Alexi. I, I try, and sometimes I succeed at that. I mean, like, I've never made any... I mean, I've definitely profited off some of my artwork, but I've never, like, made bank off of anything I've made. Right. But it is exciting just to think that people have I've read it or seen it or enjoy it or whatever Right, like that to me is cool. And like, that's enough to keep me making artwork. Like if, if I knew I wasn't going to make any money on any comic I ever produced, I'd still make them. Right. But, um, it is, it is nice to sustain that by getting some income back and be, at least be able to like pay for your time, you know? Sure. But when you see something like this, like well, you hooked up with the wrong comic publisher, <laughs> <laughs> I am making so much money over at Bibleware and Sparkle. Um I can't even keep track of all of it. It's just like it's in every pocket. I when I get home from work I have to clean out all eight pockets, just wads of cash from all the royalties. But um No, I think I mean I think a lot of artists are like that. They're gonna make art whether they're making money on it or not. But, yeah. but it is it is a good incentive to at least no, that people are appreciating it enough right. to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, like I still make art. You know, like every day I draw I mean, something. If you call it art, if you, if you, by the loosest terms possible, <laughs> you know, consider that it might be art. I still do it every single day, um, which is admirable, super yeah. admirable. Um, I don't, I don't do it every day, but. You know, sometimes it, masturbating just gets in the way. No, th- that happens too. You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to take a break and use the other hand. You know? right. uh, I mean, I've, basically, I'm trying to balance out my carpal tunnel. I gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah, it all... Uh, but, you know, like, yeah, like, like I cannot... Like if I make something that like I am intending to like you know sell or, or or give to people for people to read or enjoy or whatever, like I can't just say that I'm doing it for the joy of people experiencing it, like the way that Alexi seems to for Tetris. Uh-huh. And that, to me, is just the most foreign concept in this entire story, is being able to just appreciate people enjoying your work. Like, no, I I need more (laughs) than that. (laughs) So, like, even if, like, you did a graphic novel and you put it in the local library and you somehow saw, like, people check it out all the fucking time? Right. That wouldn't do it? No. Wow, okay. (laughs) That would do it for me. I'm not saying, like, I'm better than you. I'm just saying, like, I know that would make me super stoked. Uh, no, yeah, this is why I'm not a good person. Like, like I'm fully aware of this. I don't think that makes you not a good person. It's maybe, you know. I mean, it's part of the reason why I'm not a good person. It maybe <laughs> signifies, you know, changing your perspective on, on artwork. So, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think for part of me, like, like, I, I'd be more okay with not making money on a thing if I got lots of praise for that. Uh, I thought you were going to say lots of pussy. I thought that's what you were going to say. That would also work fine. <laughs> praise <laughs> or pussy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ask, <laughs> ass, gas, or grass, one <laughs> <rats> for free. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what Jack Kirby had on his drawing board. <laughs> And Stanley certainly gave him some ass. He shit all over him. Yep. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to go there. <laughs> yeah, Stanley has been in the hospital right now. Right? <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry, Stan. No, I don't give a shit. hope he's playing Tetris <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> he's probably just harassing some nurses. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, apparently he is. He's a little, little, curmudgeonly, uh, creepy old man. Yep. Not. Nah. So, I'm not surprised. No. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Box Brown, do a comic about Stanley. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That would be super interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, it was very informative and and surprisingly entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And, and it goes into, like, I honestly thought it was just going to be like, here's the story of Tetris, but it goes into so much more like the history of gaming and right. the motivations of gamers and like there's like whole sections that have absolutely nothing to do with tetris right? right. And I mean, you know, there are whole sections of this book that are devoted entirely to business negotiations. I know, right? Which is, you know, when when you hear that or find out about that, that's not something that's like, ooh, this is <laughs> a must-have, you know. <laughs> And he still is able to make it like really entertaining yeah. and interesting. Yeah, like visually, like, cause you'll, you'll see like people in the meeting and you'll like see their thoughts or it'll be like, um, you know, their thoughts are not words. They're like cogs and right. things happening. And yeah, he, he does all that. He handles it really well because you can tell, like, I can tell, especially after having read Under the Giant and this, that he's really interested in doing things where he meticulously researches things mm-hmm. and, I, I know because I've only done one project like that and it's super tempting to think you have to put every piece of information that you find. Right. Because you're like, oh, well, I, you know, I found this thing. I have to put that in too, even though it, it's going to add another, like, whole section of the story. Right. And, and he does that in such a way where it feels like, you know, he didn't edit himself terribly because, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, um, all encompassing story. But it's not exhausting. Right. So yeah. he does it so... He handles yeah. it very well. And I'm sure there's stuff he left out, you know, that... that right. You know, like... Or, like, doesn't further the narrative or, yeah. or, you know, push it along, you know. But but I'm sure... I can only imagine that a shit ton more weird, interesting things happen. Right. But, yeah. He just couldn't go into it without... Right, yeah. Spending another 40 pages. Right. Or maybe even legally. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. possible. Like, we don't know what they all got up to. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah, like, it's just one of those things where you're just like, you know, a guy invented a game, the game, you know, eventually became this thing, and, like, you just assume that it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty much it. But, yeah. I mean, there is so much that happens, oh my like, God. between those two things. And it just really makes you think about just, you know about turning an idea into a product right. and just how kind of horrible that is because, yeah. because it was like, it was this thing that was just like, Hey, right. this is a f- cool, fun thing. That's art I made and it's right. for my friends. And and just to see how many people started like slitting each other's throats, you yeah. know, I mean, not, not, not literally, literally, but, literally, but, but not just yet. like terrible figurative things. Well, yeah, spoiler towards the end, Yeah, yeah. horrible things happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But only from like one person. Sure, yeah. So, but just all the terrible back alley, shady, lying, terrible things that people do just to make money off someone else's idea. Right. And like, and like it's not even something that's owed to them. They just see like, hey, this ball is rolling. Let me just make this, you know, bring it into my court so I can profit off this. And people are, people do some terrible shady things for money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things that also, you know, like, you know, like, I kind of brought it up talking about us making art and then selling it and that, but, you know, there there is this thing, you know, about art and commerce, you know, like, like the relationship between the two, you know, and, oh, yeah. and <clears throat> like, like for you and me, like, it's simple, like we do everything ourselves, you know, we sell it ourselves, but like. You know, when you get something, you know, like, like what Alexei had with Tetris, where it becomes, like, this corporate thing, and, like, more and more people glom onto it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, like... And the rights are being sold to various formats. And right. It gets confusing. Like, I was super confused, like, numerous times about, like, okay, who had one Where? Yeah. Wear, yeah and, you know. Who, they, they own the console rights, but not the <laughs> packaging rights, but, right. but they do own the... They can li- license it out. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, there's just so much to it, and uh, you know, like, like you know, and then throughout it all, you know, Alexei is just you know this guy. Yeah, you know, he's just still there at the science museum, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, or and science, not museum, but uh, uh, academy, science academy, academy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's incredibly interesting. It's 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 very well done. And, uh, yeah, like, I'm sure we spoiled most of it here, but, you know, there's still a lot and it's very entertaining throughout. I think, I think the only thing we didn't really talk about, and I'm sure we talked about it before, but his art, it's super cartoony. Yes. Like super simplified, um, but very expressive. Yeah. But, um, the only strange thing, and it didn't bother me as I read it, but when I first saw this book, I flipped through it and it's, it's black and white with yellow tones. Yeah. Which I thought was very strange. I've never seen that before. Well, I have in Darwin Cooks. Well, yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, true. Parker graphic novels. Like, yeah, orange and yellow. Yeah, it. But it worked okay in this. It worked okay. There were a couple times where, like, he presents something in yellow only, like no outline. Right. And like, I didn't see it on the page. Okay. Like, I had to look like two or three times because I think there's even uh, one of the section where like he shows like one of the contracts and oh, yeah. they have their signatures and the signatures are in yellow Yeah, and I just like, I glanced over and I was like, well, okay, so he just showed up my like, contract. But then like the <laughs> third time I glanced, I was like, Oh no, wait. yeah, oh, yeah. And part of it is, you know, I'm going blind, but you know, and you're reading it by candlelight in, well, the, sure. in your yeah. basement. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to talk about my absolute 100% favorite thing. In this book entirely. Oh, wow. I'm curious. And it is not a part of the comic. Okay. Not a part of the story. It is on the very last page Uh where uh, it has, like, all the legal information and publishing information and everything like that. There is a small paragraph in which he basically says all of the tools that he used to make this comic. Oh, wow. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, drawn with a Statler Mars Lumograph 3H and Eagle Chemi-Sealed Turquoise Drawing Pencils 3H and 4H inked with Pigma Micron size 8 and a Pentel Pocket Brush circles made with a number T-105 timely circle Templates. <laughs> straight lines made with a staple steel ruler and a Westcott C-through plastic T-square Lettered using an Ames lettering guide and colored in Photoshop CS5 with a monoprice tablet. Wow. Uh, that to me, I think every graphic novel should have something like that. That would be cool. Like where where the artist tells you his tools. Now I wonder, was he sponsored by any of those people or just, he's just shouting out? I think he's just shouting out. And like right underneath that is like a little drawing that says by art we live. Uh, and the only thing that I really have a problem with this is that he uses microns. Because <laughs> they're shitty pens. <laughs> yeah? Uh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of microns. Uh, but no, like, I just, I thought that was super cool. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm on the social media or whatever, and, you know, I see people interacting with artists all the time saying, like, hey, what do you use to, to draw, or right. like, whatever, and they usually, you know, just say, oh, this, that, and the other. I think it was super cool that when I saw that in this book, that, that yeah, like he's sort of cutting people off in the past from asking that question or just like wanted to say, Hey, this is what I do. Maybe it's because, yeah, maybe he's curious about other cartoonists because I've done that too. Like I'll look at somebody like, like, Ted McKeever, or Sam Keith, or somebody that does something that's completely out of my wheelhouse, and I'm like, how do they even make lines like that? Like, I don't even know how you would do that. Right. And it's just really cool to, to when you do see the tools and know the tools. So, yeah, that's it. Sweet. Right. Oh, yeah, and we never did say, I don't believe, but First Second published this. Yep. They do a lot of great books. They really do, yeah. I think they're one of the most underrated comics publishers I agree so thanks for Second and Box Brown and Tetris and Alexi yeah and Alexi yeah. Yeah. yeah and Hank Reynolds yeah, yeah. He, who apparently had a big part in this too right uh, so many people had a big part of this it's, yeah. Yeah. it's like a it's and, a cluster yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> alright wanna take a break sure Alrighty. wanna play some Tetris fuck <laughs> yeah dude we're gonna download it on my yeah. phone right now <laughs> I don't believe me
1: Yes, sir.
0: Welcome back to Gutter Trash. know, So we played Tetris. Yeah, we did. That was fun. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, yeah. As soon as we, we took the break, I immediately went to the Play Store and downloaded it from a phone. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And yeah. then we both were just playing it. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> cool. It was. <laughs> I have something early on in the book, too. The guy, um, somebody mentioned. Seeing people with calculators, right? Like, uh, like just bored, waiting on trains or whatever, and and like having a vision of, like, well, maybe we could have handheld games and, like, um, I remember those. Do you remember those handheld games that oh, were yeah. video games? They were just like red squares that were like baseball or football or whatever. Yep. Yep. Had a football one. Right. I loved those things. I liked the baseball better because I've never been a football fan. Right. Um. Yeah. Me either. But or else we wouldn't be doing this right now exactly <laughs> cuz uh, as tradition this yep. is uh i don't know how many years in a row we've recorded the podcast during the football fo- Su- super, 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 super bowl super bowl super bowl whatever it's called uh yeah I-, I would say for the majority of the years that we've been uh, doing gutter trash we yeah. have wound up recording a podcast on super bowl sunday yeah there's probably one or two we missed but for the most part mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I did always like this this handheld again. So yeah. yeah, I had uh. I can swear, I think there was like an X Men one, like Tiger Electronics. Oh wow. like, Oh yeah. And, yeah, I those it was. were super shitty. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're just like little like, you know, LCD screens, like you know, like basically it's like you know, the text of a calculator, yeah, like animated, right. it's, like. Wolverine or whatever. Yeah, at least at least when they were just the red circles for baseball, they weren't trying to make right, it look like right. a baseball player and failing. They were just like, okay, this red circle is your baseball player. <laughs> right, right. Uh I remember I don't know if you ever had anything like this, uh but it was this game where it was like this little contraption and there was a screen and you were like a little spaceship. Oh uh, yeah. And, uh, like, you know, there was the joystick. Yeah. You'd, like, rock it back and forth. And you press the button to fire at, like, meteors or whatever. And basically, it was like a light with, like, a I, rotating screen behind it. Right. Yeah. Like, it was, like, on a scroll that just kept. Yeah. I had yeah. a, a driving game like that. Okay. But, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. The, yeah, the technology's gotten so crazy. I know, right? Like, I, I would never. Like, yeah. I said, I never had a Game Boy or any of that, like, advanced handheld games, so playing Tetris on my phone is, for me, it's like, I just walked into the future. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's weird, like, it's one of those things, like, as kids, you know, like, like when we had visions of the future, you know, with, like, rocket packs and, and you know, everybody wearing metallic suits, you know. And, uh, the three-breasted lady from Total Recall. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, like, like, I mean, clearly we didn't get that stuff, you know, but, but like... I'm still we, praying for the free rest of the land. Well, sure, you know, we all are. <laughs> uh, one can only hope, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, like, the majority of us all now walk around with $1,000 computers in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and call them phones. Yeah. And that are all in sync with each other at every moment. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Sharing information with each other. And yeah, yeah but, it's... It's weird. I mean, yeah, if you would have described the presence, um, you know, to me in the 80s or something. Right. I was just going, like, that's crazy. I mean, we, we we all felt like, you know, Dick Tracy, like, video watches would have been, like, <laughs> yeah. just fucking ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And now, you know, yeah, we can just go anywhere and watch, you know, somebody get hit in the nuts on YouTube. Yeah. You know. Man, what a world. Right. <laughs> Uh, or a cartoon from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's. It's a brave new mm-hmm. world. It is a brave new world. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. What else? Anything fun happening? <laughs> uh, I've been doing a lot of comic shopping because I'm empty and I'm trying to fill the hole. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I visited uh, your your other comic rival uh, yesterday. Sure, um, and, and purchased some some items there. Uh, for some reason, apparently, I've decided that I'm collecting uh, Matt Wagner's Mage series. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good like, stuff. Like literally a decision I've made in the last three days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of them. There, yeah, yeah. I mean, not a crazy amount, but <laughs> no. en- enough that'll keep you looking for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was at uh, your store Friday night, and for whatever reason decided to go through your your bundles and your, your cheap graphic novels, and uh, you guys had a bundle of, I guess, Image put out a reprints series of the first mage uh, the hero discovered which I guess they reprinted them, like, two at a time in, like, a prestige format series. Hmm. Uh, you guys had the first six as a bundle for five bucks, which couldn't pass that up. And I like Matt Wagner. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've never read Mage, so I uh, figured, well, what the fuck, yeah. And then you mentioned that, like, that wasn't the complete series, which... Bugged me, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh fuck!" Now I gotta, now I actually gotta find things. <laughs> That's and, why uh, it was so cheap. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but the real bug up my ass is to try uh, to find uh, the Jack Kirby Captain Victory series oh, from Pacific, from Pacific Comics, and uh, uh, Mavericks only had one issue, and so I went to another store to see if they had any more. Uh, he only had one issue. But while I was there, I was just looking through some stuff, and they had the final two issues of the Mage reprint series. Cool. Uh So I said, okay, I'll, I'll get those, and now I have the whole first series. Nice. Uh, and so then today, when I was out uh, at the, the third comic store, hmm. uh, they had all but maybe three issues of the uh, entire second series, uh, The Hero Defined. Hmm. Nice. Uh, so I picked that up. And, uh, and of course Image is now currently publishing The Hero Denied. Uh, which seems weird that he keeps taking like 30 year breaks in between. Yeah. and yeah. He's not going to be able to do another series. Before. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. And what's weird is that like, you know, while I was uh, unbagging all the comics because fuck bags and boards... Uh, the very last page of the very last issue of the second Mage series has an ad for the Hero Denied. Oh, wow. That came out in 1997. Wow. <laughs> so that's like 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So I guess he was planning on doing it sooner. I guess. Yeah. Better, he just likes to think ahead. Could be. Yeah. I have not read anything after the first series, but I, I thought the first series was really good. Yeah. Of course I read it when I was a teenager, so it was sure. it was like maybe different than I remember, but I remember it being pretty exciting and different than anything I'd ever read. Yeah. I mean it is pretty different. Mm-hmm. You know, even even now. Yeah. Um but yeah. I enjoy Matt Martin. Yeah. He's yeah. good. I bought a shit ton of Grendels at that uh uh three for a dollar sale, you know, oh, yeah. last month or whatever that was, yeah. Uh like not all of them were done by him, but yeah, you yeah. know yeah. it's weird. I've read, I've I actually really liked Gringo Warchild. That was I think that was by him, yeah. but um, my favorite is definitely the Pander Brothers stuff from yeah. the eighties, late eighties, I think it was. Yep. those are really good. I they reprinted those in like the early two thousands, and uh, I bought those, and then got rid of them, and then rebought them at that three for a dollar. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe most of War Child as well. Right. And just some other random Grendels that were in there. Yeah, I like... Yeah, War Child was good. Plus I had really cool, like, Simon Bisley covers. Yeah. Or some of them, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And really cool Matt Wagner covers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he's pretty good, too. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, Um... Yeah, it's another thing. Like, well, yesterday when I was yesterday and today while discount comic shopping, uh, I realized that uh, I really, really need to go through all my recent purchases and catalog them mm. because there's a ton of shit that I don't know if I already own or not. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I hate buying doubles. Like, yeah. Even even when they're cheap, because it's not a thing that I can just like. Turn around and sell anywhere? Oh, yeah. It's right. basically just trash. Yeah. That I spent a dollar on here. I, I've gotten good recently. Um, I was bad at it for a while, but now every time I buy stuff, I, I update it in my phone because yeah. I've got, like, some of it I actually have at, um, I think it's comic, is it comics? I forget if it's. My comic shop? Date, no, it's oh. comic database That's where I have my, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah but, comic I, but I also just have a bunch of memos saved in my phone, like, right. Need this, buy right. this, you know. And your handwritten note that you keep in your wallet. <laughs> I don't have those anymore. Really? It's all on my phone now. Oh, wow. Yeah, Look at you. I don't know, I'm playing Tetris on my phone. I'm <laughs> <clears throat> watching porn on my phone. It's like everyth- yeah. everything is my phone now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, there are three long boxes over there, and then there's one behind you full of stuff that I have not cataloged. Oh, man. That's going to take a while. Yeah. 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 See, that's, that's what it is, maybe, like, when I go dollar bend shop, I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta catalog these four books when I get home. Right, yeah. But, that, that's, <laughs> that's an issue, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have upwards of six, seven books, maybe? Yeah. When you get yeah. home from those things? Yeah, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was easier to, when I had a handwritten list, because, you know, you just write it down or right. whatever, but it seems like it takes longer to type it all in, key it in and everything, yeah, spell it right, fair. but, but, yeah, that's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah. And, uh, I've been rereading Valiant comics. Nice, nice. I, I read the first, uh, I have, I have a bunch of Valiant trades, which Valiant trades, if you've never looked at them, are very strange because they're not, like, Issue one through six of the series. Um, in fact, one of the trades I have is like six different titles, just one issue of each. Um, cause they were just like rare, hard to find books okay. or whatever. But, um, like my Shadow Man trade that I just read skips the Unity issues. Sure. So it's like issue one, two, three, and then like six or something um, yeah. Because um, Unity is collected in its own trade. Unity has its own trade. And then, and I started reading the Harbinger trade and I was very confused because I started reading it and I was like, I'm, I'm like really positive that this was the first Valiant comic. Right. But it just starts out as if you already know all this stuff and it like starts out after all these exciting things have happened and they keep referring to them. And I'm like, what did I miss? And then today I was, I was going through some back issue boxes and I found my Harbinger number zero. Oh, and I was like, this is yeah. going to fix it. So I haven't read that yet, but yeah. I'm hoping that like probably doesn't. <laughs> Because like, I, like, like, where would have Zero, I know that Zero came with the trade, yeah. it like bagged with it or whatever, but where would that story have been before Harbinger number one? Because, right. like, they, they, they didn't have online previews or no. anything like that back then. And they keep, and like, Harbinger number one refers to things that happen, and the opening panel is in the middle of a chase, and I don't think it's like, you know, that type of storytelling where it's like, oh, hey, we're going to throw you into the exciting part and then fill you in, because they never really fill you in. They just, it just kind of goes from there. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. That, I don't know. Maybe it's in Numbers. I'll see. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with, like, Dr. Solar and Turok that they can't reprint or anything like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Magnus Robot Fighter. I don't know, because I have a Magnus trade, too. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird. I, I got into sort of a weird online discussion about Valiant on Facebook uh, a couple days ago that that uh, even Eric Larson himself uh, piped into. Nice. <laughs> uh, because I guess basically what happened is uh, Valiant as a publishing group was sold to like you know some corporation. Uh, and, like I didn't. Read any about it? claim or something? No, when that happened oh, decades ago. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about decades. Okay, no, no I'm talking about recently, like this past week. Uh, okay. Uh, Valiant got bought out by by someone, and uh, part of the article was that you know they basically are claiming that Valiant is like, you know, uh, the third biggest publisher. Uh, you know, with over 2,000 characters, uh, that you know they're going to, you know, basically exploit as like you know movies and television or whatever, which they've been trying to do anyway for like the last couple years. Right. Uh, and uh, so you know, one of my friends, you know, was basically bringing up like, how is it possible that they're the third biggest publisher, and, and. he's got a point. Yeah. You know, because, because, and, and mm. I think that's somehow where Eric Larson came in involved. Like, he, like, posted a listing of, like, you know, the rankings of the publishers. Marvel is number one, DC number two, Image three, Dark Horse four. You know, and Valley, it was like 12 on the list. Right. Right. Uh, I could see maybe third biggest universe. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. is like, because cause people were just now shitting on Valiant, and I'm not a Valiant fan, but also, you know... I'm, you give credit where it's due. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, like I don't know if it's something that I am actually trying, but, you know, I'm trying not to just be completely negative all the time. There you go. I mean, I still am. It's not working. <laughs> but there, there are attempts there. And I feel like, you know, like, there's no need to shit on Valiant. Right. Like, yeah. they're doing what they're doing. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, as far as... I would say they... they, I mean, you no, know, because everybody was arguing that, like, you know, well, image... Like, even if you just look at, like, universes, like, shared universe right. superhero stuff, like, people are still saying that that would be... Num- image would be number three. But, like, that's not their thing anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, like... And even when they did, I mean, it was maybe a dozen titles, right? Where, yeah. But like, you know, Jim Lee, you know, fucked off to DC, and, and Rob Liefeld barely publishes anything anymore, right. and when was the last time, you know, anything from Top Cow was, you know, part of Cyber Force, <laughs> right. or Witchblade, or whatever? Uh, and so basically it's just Spawn and Savage Dragon, and right. they're just both kinda doing their own things. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they're mostly just a publisher of like just a wide variety of different types of comics. Yeah, it's yeah, it's never it's not yeah. been an integrated universe, in right? A long, a long time, and it's all creator owned. Mm-hmm. You know, like the people who make those comics own. Mm-hmm. Whereas, let's say Valiant, you know, because Dark Horse doesn't have a universe, right. at least not anymore. They least have the Hellboy right? But, but that's all Magnolia. Yeah. And, and they don't right. have like their barbed wire. Oh, yeah, the, like the comic's the greatest that, world. Yeah, the stuff that they tried in the 90s, but... I liked that anywhere. stuff. I liked that stuff. I liked X. I, yeah, X was great, but I liked all those beginning ones, like Pitbulls and right, Mecha yeah. and all that stuff. I liked all that. <clears throat> but, uh you know, yeah, Valiant, though, is, is all mostly work for hire. Like, I can't, I don't think they publish anything that's creator-owned. And it's all within their own universe. Yeah, I and, believe so. You know, they don't have, you know, uh, Dr. Solar and then Turok and Magnus were all licensed originally, so they don't have them anymore. Right. Uh, But, you know, everything else they do, Bloodshot, Archer and Armstrong, Exo War, like Faith and Faith there. All right. Uh, You know, so, yeah, as far as that goes, I think they are the number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... I'm- but I could see that. Yeah, you know, it is them also strict truth a little. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why were they? Why were they contending that they were so big to like just to pump up the hype for yeah, for all the uh, movie sale and... or whatever? Here. I know. Uh, I isn't know. isn't there like an EXO television show coming out or a movie or something? I'm what? sure. I'm sure they want it. Yeah. I've I've heard Bloodshot. I've heard Ninja K as it's now called. Oh, it's not Ninja. It's not Ninjak. Ninja. Ninja yeah. K. Yeah. That sounds so much cooler. I'm in <laughs> I like that <clears throat> you <Okay>, know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody wants to try something with shadow man at some points that that seems to be in the zeitgeist yeah bit. it's weird yeah we were both talking about shadow man unbeknownst to each other yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah I like the shadow man I've, I've I mean a lot of the valiant books from the early 90s I think hold up better than any other at least superhero book from that era that I've tried to reread. Um, they're not like amazing and I would still much rather read you know like small press or indie stuff from that time period because it's more interesting or creative. But the Valiant stuff I think holds up pretty well. Um, I mean some of it was cheesy some of the stuff I like there was one issue of Shadow Man I read where he's like basically trying to rescue this girl who's been kidnapped by these people that live in the swamp. And, uh, I don't mean like swamp monsters. I mean like just like redneck swamp right. people. And, and the dialogue that these, like the mom is like beating the, the sons that are like three times her, her size. And she's like, get on up there. And, you know, I, I swear it's like a, it's like a bad Bugs Bunny cartoon as far right. as just like characterization. But, um, but other than the few things like that, I think it holds up pretty well so yeah valiant I'm gonna finish reading Shadow Man and then I'm gonna start reading Exo I believe Nice. Exo was always Shadow Man and Exo were the two that always like appealed to me the most mm-hmm. uh, even though I never really read any of them was it the Aerosmith crossover that you liked so much I did like that so much about <laughs> Shadow Man yeah uh yeah or, or are you talking about the Aerosmith crossover with Exo <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> It's amazing, like their drummer finds the suit or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, even, yeah, even when uh, Valiant relaunched a couple of years ago, like, I, I started buying Exo, like, for a couple of issues anyway, just because, for whatever reason, like, it didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I even bought a couple of issues of the relaunched Shadow Man when they started doing that. I've never tried any of the relaunch stuff, but I think, didn't Jeff Lemire or Lemire do some of... <coughs> Like the blood shots. He or did bloodshot. I think he's still doing bloodshot. Busy. Yeah, that guy's a busy dude. Yeah, I think even Matt Kent is involved. Yeah, that's right. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird that both of them, you know. Yeah, go, yeah. Is it Lemire or Lemire? Uh, you know? I think <laughs> we've had this discussion every single time we mention him. Yeah. I go Lemire. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah, good to me. Lemire. Um, yeah. I fell behind on my, my fourth world reading, but, uh, picked it back up a couple days ago. Nice. So trying to do yeah, that. And it's, it's not a, it's not a mandatory thing that I'm trying to read them yeah. once a day, but, you know. I'd like to read them yeah, once a day. Yeah, that way you sometimes can't. Right. Cause you're, yeah. If you keep that momentum going, you'll remember the characters and exactly. the story, plot lines and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah It's that's weird, cause, like, the first issue that I picked up from was, uh, uh, an issue of the Jimmy Olsen series, and, like, I felt really disconnected from it. Like, oh, really? yeah. You know, I didn't know, because so far, the Jimmy Olsen stuff is, like, my least favorite part right. of the New World, Sure, or New God stuff. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if it was just because, like, it had been a week since I had last read something. Right. Yeah. You have to get back into that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Jack Kirby pretending that he's with it with the kids. Yes. Yeah. His like, lingo. Yeah. It's it's lingo. like fifty years old at the time and trying to talk about kids and their rock music. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> at least he draws it well. Yeah that, yeah, that is also well. Yeah. Most of it except for Superman and Jimmy Olsen. Oh right. well, <laughs> yeah. That was no father business his... Yeah, uh, I haven't uh, done much else. Yeah, comics, man. That's all. It's all we need. Yeah. In fact, I guess I should pick one. Sure. Because there's a there's a always an episode around the corner. Yeah. So we have to have something to review. Sure, sure. Um. So I think, how about? Because I just kind of was looking through my pile before I came over here, and I've got couple good ones. How about, do you want to read Pencil Head by Ted McKeever? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thing. I've already read it. Okay. Like, like last year. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't have to. Okay. You, you have to say the magic word, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like that should be an official veto, because... Oh. I feel like I even talked about it on the show when, oh, right. when I read it, but... I don't think so, because I would have said no spoilers, because I haven't read it yet. Okay. Uh, also, I guess I'd have to find where I put them. <laughs> I can look through your box here Just <laughs> see. It's not in any of those four. Okay. <laughs> um, Are you going to start the start the February year with a veto? <laughs> It sounded like you had more than just pencilhead in mind. I've got plenty in mind, <laughs> but I want to—I <laughs> want to wear down your vetoes. Ah, this is unfair. <laughs> Life is unfair. I guess I'll read pencilhead again. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's going to make for a great episode. Your enthusiasm for the book. I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't really like pencilhead that much. No, I liked Pencilhead a lot that I'm 99% sure I said on the show when I read it. Well, yeah, you, you might have said that, yeah. but we didn't actually talk about no, the actual no, no. book because I haven't read it. Yeah. So, spoiler, I liked Pencilhead a lot. <laughs> Gosh, I hope I like it. I guess we'll find out next time. You know, maybe I'll dislike it this time. <laughs> we don't know, I guess. It's been a year, so, you know. Right, right. Well, if, if we don't pick up the show, I'm never going to read it. Okay. And I and I want to read it. All right. <laughs> it'll just it'll just languish my boxes forever. All right. I'll uh, I'll, I'll find. <laughs> Hopefully, I've stored it and listed it somewhere. alright So I can find it easily. If uh, not, I, I've I've got them. Okay. There you go. Hopefully, I haven't sold them. <laughs> <laughs> See, that happens on occasion. Sure. I read something I sell it. I mean, that's more of a you move, but right. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily... You know, I have copies readily available. All right, all right. I held them in my hands before I came over here. Okay. All right. I guess I'm re-reading pencil ahead. <laughs> See, you know, maybe I'll get something new out of it. So. Hopefully. Yeah. It'll probably just make me more depressed because <laughs> I know how it ends. Oh, oh Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Can't be as sad as the end of Tetris. <laughs> You know what, I did actually kind of tear up towards the end of this book. Yeah. Like, like in, in a feel-good way. Like, I was happy for Alexei right. back, by the end of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, despite the horrible, horrible things that happened just pages before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some tragedy happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, that's one? Right. <laughs> that's all, <right. laughs> all I know is there's, like, seven other... Ted McKeever books that I haven't read yet, but you know, that's this, a this one looks more interesting to me than than some of his other stuff. Okay, like uh, what, which the, what's the other one that we read a couple years ago? Metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't great. Nah. and he had another one like uh something Jesus miniature Jesus miniature Jesus uh Mondo something like that uh, and then there was another one that he did just before pencilhead. Yeah, I can't remember. remember. It had, like, hippo people in it. Huh. Just, like an old man in, like, a diving suit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was the name of that one? Oh, I remember that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, he did, like, like four series, like, that were all, like, sort of magazine magazines. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that Like, were just before pencil uh, yeah. yeah. Those don't sell well, usually. Yeah. Well, uh, to comic re- readers, I, I mean. Well, to Mavericks readers. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, one of these days, I'm still gonna buy those Ted McKeever Library editions that oh, you've got yeah got for half off. Yeah. Somebody needs to The image ones. Yeah. 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 It's what? Eddie Current, Metropole, and Transit. Transit. Transit, yeah. yeah. Someday. Sweet. <laughs> they'll be, they'll be there. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright! All right, Pencil head. Pencilhead. Let's go watch the Super Bowls. The Super Bowls. You see, I, I wear my only sports shirt today. I wear my Dunn's Cubs shirt. It's weird. When I was out today, I was wearing my Cubs hat. Nice. Or, yeah. And I'm wearing my Ramon shirt. I was really confused people. <laughs> <laughs> As you shopping for comics, wearing punk shirts and baseball caps. That's a good way to be left alone. Yeah. Really, I don't want to talk to that guy. Yeah. Alrighty.